0: Blessings in Jesus, everyone. Welcome back to another episode with Philippians 1 9 Ministries. You're listening to Patrick O'Brien. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit different, but I want to sort of talk about the issue or the topic of the mind. Now, we're going to jump around to a couple different scriptures on this and we'll sort of just talk freely, but we're going to look at Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, and many of you might be familiar with this passage. But it's in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. But I want us to read verse 1 as well, because sort of just to get the context here. So in Romans 12, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove What is that is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God? Now, we hear this topic of the mind, right? We're to love the Lord our God with our heart, soul, and mind, and of course, strength. So this idea of renewing our mind, the mind is the control center, of our mood, it's of our attitude, of our logic. There's a lot that happens in our mind, and we have to renew our mind. And we're told a little bit throughout the scripture that we renew our mind by God's word. So, jump with me now to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, or 2 Corinthians chapter 10, I apologize. Chapter 10, we see, say, in verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So now we have mind and we have thoughts. So we want to talk about that a little bit here. Now, the church today is very dysfunctional in many ways. There are believers that are saved And are quickly promoted to some form of leadership in in ministry. Because, well, you know, if we're being honest, most churches are losing their younger individuals that are coming to the church to work with the church. And most churches are struggling just to get help and volunteer for various reasons. So when they see somebody who's maybe just saved, who's very zealous for the Lord, and wants to be involved in the church because they want to give to the Lord and do the Lord's work, and that is how they view doing that. And so the elders or, or what have you, the leaders of that church will often put them in positions that they shouldn't be put in yet. They need to spend some time with the Lord. They need to be discipled and, and learn how to renew their minds and take every thought to captivity. So what does this look like? Well, you know, in today's church, it's, it's interesting because people are becoming born again. And now there's a process of maturing. There's a spiritual maturity that has to happen, but it's not really understood or talked about because what happens so often is we'll see that a human being, okay, obviously, who might be in their 30s or their 40s or their 50s or their 60s, and naturally speaking, they are a mature person for all for all that we can tell they're a mature person but when they become born again spiritually they're immature you do not become born again and become spiritually mature at the same time and this causes a a sort of a battle within our own selves and within those around us because they'll say to us like oh well you should know better you're older you're you're, you're you know the list goes on and they're 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 looking at us from the natural sense right because we're we're older we're more mature in many physical ways and natural ways but we're not mature spiritually yet so in the beginning as a new believer you're going to stumble you're going to mess up you're going to not bite your tongue when you should have bit your tongue and you're going to have to do a lot of you know confessing of your sins and and turning from those sins and so there's a process right there's a renewing of the mind that has to happen There is a taking-every-thought captivity that has to happen, and this is how we mature. So, when we look at different epistles, and what we're going to do now is look at Hebrews chapter 5, and we've talked about this quite frequently because of our online Bible college, we talk a lot about maturing in the Word. And what these individuals here were doing is they were older, in the faith, meaning they had been in the faith longer, but they weren't maturing in the word. So Hebrews chapter 5, and we'll look at in in verse 11, he says of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull in your hearing. Right? That every believer needs to mature so they can handle the deeper things of biblical doctrine, the deeper things of knowing God, his program and his purpose for us. And so we need to mature. And specifically in the context he was talking about Melchizedek and going from the priesthood of Levi to the priesthood of Melchizedek, and Hebrews is an incredible book. If you're in the online Bible college, we have a verse-by-verse teaching that goes through the book of Hebrews, so definitely go check that out inside the Bible college as well. It's also part of our biblical mnemology course, where we talk about the law of Christ, the law of Moses, and Sabbath, and that's available there. But back to chapter 5 here, he says, For when, for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye need that one teach you again, which be the first principles, the oracles of God, and and are becomes such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. See, they were failing to advance. They were failing to grow and mature. And he says in verse 13, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are full of age or Mature. You see the maturity aspect here? Even those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And so we talk about this a lot because of the discernment here, but notice it talks about having your reason of use, right? They're using their senses and they're exercising them. Okay, when you exercise things, it takes some energy. You got to apply yourself here and to discern both good and evil. So discernment comes from God's word. We know that from Hebrews 4 as well. Our discernment is God's word. It's not our feelings. It's not our experiences. And this is important when it comes to renewing the mind, because feelings are going to come and and say hello. Our feelings are going to try to lead our emotions, lead our decisions, and lead our life. And the problem with that is feelings are a good companion. They are important to have. We are human. You will have feelings, but they are a deadly master. Feelings are a deadly master. We're not to be led by our feelings. We need to be led by the Word of God, understood in context and rightly divided. So, you and I were talking here, and I want you to just realize that there are different ages, spiritually speaking, of believers in the church. And somebody who is saved and born again is a Babe in Christ, they need the milk of the word. They should not be in positions of leadership. They should not be out there teaching anything yet. They should not be taking any form of authoritative role at any level inside the church. And that's okay. That's a beautiful thing. What they need to do is grow in the word. They need to grow from the milk to the meat of the word. They need to be discipled and taught because it's very dangerous in this stage of a young believer's life that deception comes in and that's why we have to be renewing our mind by the word of god you know paul writes a similar thing when he's talking about 2 Corinthians 10 where we take every thought or taking the captivity every thought to the obedience of christ well that's taking it to the obedience of christ and his word the word of god does what i'm being taught or told line up with The Word of God. And if it doesn't, then we don't need it. It's not important. We want to look at it from a scriptural position. Now, how do we get our mind right? You know, just because you're born again, just because you accepted Christ in your life, and now you are, have experienced the spiritual new birth, and you're on fire for Jesus, and you're growing in grace, does not mean that you are immediately mature. It does not mean that now you have a complete understanding of the Old Testament into the New Testament, and you're ready to go. No, we still have natural bodies. We still have natural minds. We still have things where we have to be in the world, although not of it, right? Not conformed to the ways of the world, but we are still here. And we need to be mindful of the things that are around us that will influence us and distract us. Everything is going to come to distract us. Many things will come and distract us. So how do we get our minds focusing on the Lord? Well, there's various passages we could turn to to look at that when it comes to, you know, setting our minds on the truth. But here, when we see Paul talk about renewing your mind, this is a command. This is a command for us to renew our mind. We need to to come to God's word and reason together. And we don't need to be close-minded. We need to renew it by going into the scripture, by reading the word of God, by studying it in context. That's how we do it. Now, speaking with multiple believers, thousands of believers all across the world, the number one thing by far that has helped them come out of deception by the grace of God and by the power of Of the Holy Spirit has been a reigniting of getting into the Word of God. So many people think they know the Bible because somebody tells them about the Bible. Or you might talk to them and they know of a story in the Bible because their pastor or somebody told them about that story in the Bible, but they've actually never studied it themselves. And that is where you would come into talking about an immature believer. There are immature believers. Maybe you listening to this right now are not really sure. Maybe you, you, you're you like, am I immature? Am I not? I don't know. Well, the way you know if you're an immature believer is, have you actually studied in context the entire word of God? If you have not done that yet, you need to do that. Nobody, and I could say this pretty much largely speaking, you know, there might be some exceptions in some third world countries. But for most of us listening to this, have access to Greek and Hebrew concordances and dictionaries and and interlinear Bibles and various translations, there's really no reason why a believer who's been saved for one or two years should not have studied through the Bible yet. You need to be studying through the Bible. Like, let that convict you if you're not. In a good way, be encouraged, get into the Bible and study God's Word. Because the way we do not become deceived or decrease the amount of deception that's going to put us in positions of of heartache and, and and disaster and ruin upon our lives is by knowing the word of God. The way we get our mind right is by getting our mind in God's word, knowing God's word towards second nature. To where if something comes up against you as a deception or a new thought or a new idea or some cute little doctrine or whatever it is, you can say, actually, no, I know the word of God. I've I've read it in Samuel here and I've, I've seen it in the book of Judges and, and the way the Kings and Chronicles played out. That's just, that's not it. And you would know. And you can be confident in knowing God's word. He didn't give us his word so that we can always sit in fear and cower back and say, well, maybe I don't really know. I'm not called to teach. Well, the believers that were being talked about in Hebrews chapter 5 were not teachers of the church. We're all teachers to some degree or fashion, whether that's to to your wife, or whether that's to your children, or whether that's to a small youth group or a church group that you oversee. We're all called to be teachers in one way or another, and so we need to be mindful of that. We don't want to be teaching what we don't know, what we haven't already understood and studied. And so we need to mature from the milk to the meat. Now, maturity is, again, something that happens at different paces for every believer. Some believers mature spiritually quicker because their discipleship, because they have, they're have they more humble, they've shown more humility, their life circumstances are different, and the list goes on and on. How quick you mature in God's Word obviously is going to depend upon you and your relationship with God. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying we are ever going to obtain a perfect maturity and the sense of being perfectly sinless on this side of heaven. We're not going to reach that stage, but we should be reaching. We should be moving forward, pressing forward in Christ and learning about Jesus. And by learning about Jesus through his word. And so now we see this idea of every thought being taken into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So here again, you know the, the way we deal with deception and darkness and, and ruin in our lives and, and all the things that come up against us as, as believers is by renewing our mind and by taking every thought into captivity. Now this is important. So if you're multitasking or if you're starting to zone out, pay attention for just a few more minutes and we'll we'll cut this episode fairly short. So I want you to hear this. You know, so many believers all around today are quite honestly overwhelmed. There's a lot to be overwhelmed with, right? They're having relationship struggles in their own families or their immediate family or their distant families. They have issues going on with their churches and dealing with deception or different dishonesty that's happening in the church. Many, many believers are having health issues. They're in physical pain. They're tired, chronically exhausted, right? And there's just a level of anxiety and loneliness that's in the church today. And these are all things that are coming against believers. And many just need direction. They just want to know where to even get started because they're feeling just so stretched. So, you know, like they're on the struggle bus. And I want to encourage you, just because you feel like you're stuck, remember that word feeling, doesn't mean that you actually are stuck. You don't need to be alone. Now, there are different seasons in our life that God is going to bring us through to kind of shaping us up. And those are important. So be mindful of that as well. God works in appointed times and seasons. And so in our walk, as we mature, we're going to have to go through certain trials, but be of good cheer. God has overcome the world. And so we know this through Jesus Christ. And I want you to be encouraged. If you're feeling like you're just living every day over and over again, it's the same thing, and you have physical pain, and you're going in an overwhelming, you know, world and struggling with financial things and relationship things, and and you're just trying to find community, I want you to be encouraged. There are many that have gone through the Scripture that have felt the same way at times. It's not all the time, though, but there are seasons. We see that in Paul's missionary efforts toward the end of those and his time in, in, in prison. We see it throughout the Old Testament with various characters we won't mention right now, but... If you're familiar with your with your Bible, you'll know. And so there's seasons. You don't have to go at this alone, but you need to be learning how to take every thought captive. And to take every thought captive, you need to realize that it's a thought. Don't beat yourself up over it. Don't think on it. Just realize, okay, oh, there's a thought. Is that obedience to Christ? Does that serve the Lord? Does that give me something that's Christ-like? Right? Is that, is, that, is that a behavior I want to see? Want the world to see? That's becoming of of being a Christian and, and bearing the name of Christ. If it's not, take an obedience to Christ and get rid of it. Leave it there. Drop it at the threshold of your mind and don't begin to entertain it. Because when you begin to entertain those thoughts, instead of stopping them as they came, and you begin to entertain them, now you're putting energy into it, and then we call that thinking. You see? And when you begin to think upon that, you're actually creating a physical response in your own brain, and in your own organ. And now you're going to create pathways neurologically in your brain, and now you're going to start thinking about it more and seeing it and want it and explore it. And maybe you should have never let it into your mind. And so that's the importance of why we're seeing this talked about. Not everything that's given to you needs to be processed and analyzed to the furthest point. Not everything given to you has to be explored and researched to the oomph degree. You have the biblical obligation to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. If that thought is not going to draw you closer to Jesus and his word and mature you in Christ, then remove it. Put it aside. You don't have to think about everything that comes to mind, okay? You need to learn this as a believer. To grow spiritually mature, because there are about a million different things that are going to come at you every day with the marketing, the advertising, the deception that's out there, the, you know, just Satan and all the things that he has and owns in this world is going to come at you to confuse you, to lead you astray from God's word. So you need to be sure when you think, when you have thoughts that come to you, okay, just stop them, realize it, step aside for a second, just think, okay, wait, no, I'm not going to allow that to go any further. I don't know where that's from. I'm not going to think on it. And just go into the word of God. Meditate on God's word. Think on God's word and hide it in your heart. It's an important thing when it comes to renewing our mind, that we go to God's word and we do it. Don't allow guilt to come. Don't allow frustration. Don't allow yourself to, you know, just go on thinking about those things and and have that anxiety that comes with it. Remove it. Put it aside and go to God's word. Give yourself some grace and then get into maturing in grace and maturing in Christ. These are so important things. And it's not something that's talked about, right? We need to allow ourselves to say, okay, well, you know, we're in a church congregation and there's multiple people of different ages physically, but spiritually, you might have 50% of them be infants. You might have 30% of them be toddlers. And you might have like 3% that are Mature men or women, spiritually speaking. And so don't assume that just because somebody follows Christ or accepted Christ at whatever age physically, that they are also spiritually mature. You need to talk to them, form a relationship with them, and understand where they are spiritually. And then you can help disciple them if they aren't where you are spiritually maturing in Christ. If they're stuck, if they're not studying, if they're caught in deception, have some grace, but disciple. Encourage them with the truth. Well, brothers and sisters, we could go on and on and on about this subject. And we will as well in the different teachings that we have in the online Bible college. And if you're in the online Bible college, then you're just going to be incredibly blessed with all the teachings that we have in there. Over 700 or so teachings and various lessons on different subjects going through the Bible and learning about the foundational principles of studying the Scripture and knowing our Old Testament and New Testament and how we got the Bible and the Book of Acts and the Gospels and all this is just an incredible, incredible thing. So if you're not in the Online Bible College and you want to get on our wait list, then just go to our website, philippians19.org forward slash enroll. And if enrollment's not an open, you can just join the waitlist there and be notified for future enrollments so that you can get in and join a community. You don't have to go at this alone. You don't have to study God's word alone, okay? that When we talk about we need to study God's word alone, we're not talking about us being alone. We're talking about what we're studying being the word of God by itself and not going off on different books and different, uh, you know, apocrypha type things we're talking about the word of God. Remember the Bereans were together studying, right? The believers in Acts 2 came together, plural, and they were studying. So let us do that. Let us study in a community of believers because loneliness is real. Being burnt out, overwhelmed, tired, and just feeling like you're losing your purpose. These are real things. They are feelings that many believers are having and they're experiencing as deception grows and apostasy increases and so it's important to really, you know, get in get into a community that understands these things. Get into a community of people that have come out of deceptions, that have had to leave their church. I, I don't know the exact stat, but I would say it's upwards of 70 to 80 percent of our hundreds of students in the online Bible college have come out of deception. They know it. They've under they understand it. And you can relate to them on that in, in the community and have Bible studies with them and, and just understand how. How impactful deception is on our lives. So, I hope this short little shorty episode is encouraging to you, and how important it is for us to watch our mind. We want to make sure our mind is set on God's word. We want to think of the things that are above truth and righteousness and so on. We want to be looking to the word of God and and get our mind into the scripture. As a younger believer, sometimes that might not make sense. Why it's important to do this, you'll see it as you mature you'll see it as you grow, and you'll be glad you did. So make sure you're plugged into some form of of study, some form of community that is encouraging you to study through the Bible, all of it, the Old Testament through all the way to Revelation, okay? You want to be studying through the entire scripture for yourself and growing in a knowledge of God's Word. So that's going to be, uh, it's going to be awesome. So you you just have to do it mature, and and if you're feeling like you're not sure where you are maturity-wise, Don't beat yourself up over it. Just get into the Word of God. It's okay to just start where you are, and if you want somebody to kind of guide you through that, help you through that process in learning God's Word, that's why we created the online Bible College, and that's why it exists as well with an emphasis on apologetics. So you're not just learning the information, but you're learning how to use it to share it with other people, which is hugely, hugely important. All right, brothers, sisters, make sure that you take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, and that you obey the command to renew your mind in the word of God. All right, until next time, we'll talk again soon.